You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. Noah Scott signing on with, you guessed it, another incredible pioneer today. Um, Our guest today, Neera Lal, is an embodiment coach who teaches empathic women how to gain self-mastery of their emotions, body, and energy so that they can be their own healer and thrive. She has facilitated soul-deep healing since 2009. Welcome to the show, Nira. I am excited to hear about this. What a what an incredible journey that I, it sounds like you've been on, and I'm excited to hear about how you're helping other people go on a similar journey. So thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to chat with you. So for the listeners out there, let's take a few minutes just outside of that bio. Um, feel free to expand on who Nira is and what you do. Oh, wow. Well... It's been quite a journey. So like I said, I've been doing this since 2009. And so it has evolved quite a bit. And my work is really about helping people are really sensitive, empathic, you know, you feel like you can, you take on the weight of the world, or maybe you walk into a room and you can tell right away what the, the, the if there's tension or if it feels good and you kind of pick up on that sensitivity so those are the type of people i work with generally because that's have has been my experience and so what kind of led me down this path was uh, it's a long story but to make a long story short there were a few moments that really shaped the way that i do my work and um way back in 2009 It was, you know, I had spent a really long time doing my master's, you know, getting all these degrees and (laughs) finding my dream job, which was in working overseas and helping developing, helping um, communities that were needed some help in terms of uh, just having some more financial development in the communities. And I realized that I really didn't like it and I wasn't getting the impact that I wanted. So that sent me on this like soul searching Mm -hmm. mission which landed me in the profession that I'm doing now, which is life coaching. And it shaped its wealth way into embodiment coaching because I learned over time that a lot of the shifts that we're looking to experience in our lives are go beyond mindset. We hear so much about mindset work and how your mindset is so important. It's an element because your beliefs certainly do produce your experience. Um, but a part of a bigger part of it is your what are you embodying? Like what is the energy that you're living in? What are you engaging with from an energetic, emotional perspective every day? And I didn't really learn uh, the depth of that until I had my son in 2018, and I went through like a very challenging health condition, health crisis, I would say. Um, and that's what made me sort of meet myself in a deeper way, which we may, you know, I think talk about this a little bit more as we go along. And that helped me realize, you know, when you come face to face with you and your body and you're like, my body's not supporting me anymore. You begin to see the world differently. You begin to see where you haven't been practicing what you preach, holding your boundaries, where you've been leaking your emotions and, you know, where your focus has been going. And so that really shifted And I realized that I was doing all this mindset work for so long, but I wasn't really feeling that sense of nervous system certainty and calmness in my body that needed to go along with 
the, the requirement for like the life I want to live with my relationships and my career and all the different aspects. And so I look at the work that I do as bringing women home. I work with some men too, but primarily women to their power, like what that really means, not just as a catchphrase, but like, what does being powerful mean in your body? And how would you live if you were that that degree of powerful that you know you are every day. And so I, I, my work is about bringing women home to that within them so that they can go on and achieve, you know, whatever it is that they want, whatever goal it is they want, it getting there, but in the process, really loving the process, loving themselves and taking intuitive and steps that honor what they want, mm. you know, moving away from anything that feels disempowering at all. Beautiful. I love the mission behind that. And the, the phrase coming home is so powerful. But I also really, I really like how you asked the question. Like sometimes we throw around these big words like abundance and power. And I really love how you're like, okay, let's actually take what that meaning is of the word and and distill that down to like the first principles what does it really mean how do we how do we tap into it and and start to live it i, I really think that's powerful so i'd like to transition now to uh you know one of the things that we do with every guest on the show is is we we share a story and this is really just to get to know you and as well as inspire the listeners out there to when they're facing something hard maybe they're they're reaching for something that is outside of what they know, maybe beyond their comfort zone. It's good to have some stories to reflect on other people that have been able to go there, push their limits and come out the other side thriving. So do you have a story of a time that was particularly, mm -hmm. maybe you were stacked against the odds, maybe you had to take a big risk. Um, what was going on in your head at the time and, and how did you get through that? Well, I already mentioned a little bit about when my son was born and that that is kind of this moment in my life where many different things came together where I was actually, it brought me to a very dark place, brought me to my knees because I was a new mom, exhausted. I had adrenal fatigue. I had postpartum anxiety. <laughs> I had, my marriage felt like it was falling apart. Uh, I had tension with some very close family members and I was struggling with a very active autoimmune uh, condition that causes disfigurement to your skin mm. and it doesn't have like a cure right and so all of that was happening at the same time and it landed me in a very dark place of well like life is just too hard and you know when you're in the field of wellness and personal development you also have these expectations I think of yourself that you're not supposed to end up there. You're not supposed to end up in this like not great space because you have all the tools. And so it was a play, it was very vulnerable. And I really did. I have I had a lot of days where I was like, is it worth it? Like, should I, should I still be here? Like it got, it got pretty dark. And I remember thinking to myself that, you know, I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, that's the easy way for me to just be like, that's it. I'm done here. Like, I want to be here. There's so much life to be lived. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, well, I have a son now, so I have to show up. And immediately in my mind, what went off was, well, that's a load of BS because you can't do it for someone else. You have to do it for you because um, it won't have the staying power. And 
So that was this, I was gonna say that was late 2018. And um, I really, you know, it took me a solid like two years to really get again into a good place from there and commit to myself. I had to make so many boundaries with people that I didn't know that I wasn't making because all this time, and you might be able to relate to this, you know, you sometimes think like, oh, this thing is showing up in my life, like a certain type of personality or a certain experience keeps showing up in my life. There must be something I have to learn. Like there must be something within myself that I have to change. And so that was a mindset that I was in about some of these things I was dealing with within my marriage, within my, my some other dynamics and relationships, just with myself too, things I was accepting that I thought it was like, I just have to be stronger. I have to be more loving. I have to be more compassionate. And really what it came, what I realized was I had to say, no, I had to say, no, this is not okay. I had to stand up for myself and be like, I am willing to risk everything. I'm willing to risk not having person ABC in my life or having this or that in my life because I am worth it. Like if I'm not here and I'm not okay, then none of these things matter. So I'm willing to risk all of these things if they all go away in the process of me truly embodying and living a life that feels authentic and in, in integrity with my own ease, then I'm willing to risk it. And so in, in making that decision, they, all the things actually improved so much more. I went through, I was tumultuous for a while, but they all improved because you know, people that you create clarity for people mm. when you decide like, this is who I am, how I'm going to show up, what's important to me. And it creates clarity for people because then they know where your boundary is and a push up. Like, oh yeah, maybe it's about me. And maybe I need to be like this. And oh, I guess it's okay. You're just like, no, like this is the way it is. And this is the way it isn't. And you respect yourself enough to follow through um, on whatever that means. Right. And so to me, that was incredible odds because I was in a place that was so hard and so devastating at the time. And through that, I actually healed my autoimmune condition. I'm in complete remission from that. Um, I have a thriving relationship with my husband. Things are so much better with some of the other relationships. And not that my life is perfect, it's always an ongoing process, but taking the risk to mm. not, taking the risk to possibly be alone, uh, was the thing that created the deeper connections in my life. Wow. It's it's really such a beautiful story. And I think it's something that so many people can relate to. Maybe it, there's that vulnerability of saying like, wow, I really have to come to terms with who I am and what, and what, you know, th this, this person is wanting and maybe letting go of some people in my life is okay. And it's when you have that vulnerability and the, and the acceptance to be cool with who you are suddenly now everyone is like who is this person that's showing up with truth and clarity and and i just want to be around them it, it it's so funny how it, it kind of works against the way we think it's going to work going into it and that's just beautiful it's thank you for sharing that that story so let's let's shift gears now and talk about let's talk about some of the things that you are specialized in in terms of the soul um in terms of helping other women achieve what they what they're setting out to do what are some of the things that you find uh frequently coming up in your conversations mm -hmm. with your clients and how do you how do you typically address giving them the support they need to get yeah. through those things mm -hmm. so some of the common things that come up are 
one of the things that's really common is I work with a lot of women who are single. So feeling like they're looking for their person, their partner in their life and this sense of like deep loneliness. So loneliness can come up a lot. Um, Also people who deal with uh, a, a lot of anxiety, just generally feeling this sense of low grade anxiety, following them around. Um, and then, you know, the work is all across the board because someone may come to me because they're like, I feel lonely or, you know, but we end up working on their career or we end up working on their relationship to themselves. And, and the other thing that women, because this is my work, I work with women. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see the, the types of things I talk about is about embodying your feminine power. And so I attract women who are like, what? I want to do that. What is that? That sounds so great. I I feel like I've been powerless and I've felt I've been on the search for power through my career or through these achievements and these accolades, but I still don't feel good about myself. Why is that? Right? So those are the things that we work on is really developing that deep sense of power and I had started out by saying that it's, it goes beyond mindset. I'm a huge fan of mindset work. <laughs> I think it's really great, but it goes beyond beyond that. It goes into mm-hmm. creating the neural pathways in your body, giving your subconscious mind the evidence it needs to move toward the future you want. And essentially what that means is most people are walking around in fight or flight. Most people are, they're stressed all the time. And Mm -hmm. so the first step is bringing the body into the state of calmness and the state of, I don't have to be in fight or flight. And if I do find myself going there, well, what do I do to bring myself back into my body? Because when we're in our minds, we're out here in our mind, we're not in the body. And if you're not in the body, you're in your head. And if you're in your head, there's a phrase that goes, if you're in your head, you're dead, meaning if you're, the, if you're in your mind and you're thinking about it, you're not embodying it. You're out there floating around and you're in the, the mind of the problem. And so it's all about coming back into your body and creating safety in your body because we like to be busy on our phone doing this, doing that, um, because we don't know how to be in our body safely. And so it's unpacking what that actually means and then learning how do I follow the wisdom of my body? Like, what is my body saying to me? Oh, I feel... Um, I, I feel like I'm not happy with the way my body looks. I have a bunch of weight, extra weight. And what is the meaning of that weight? Like, how is the body speaking to you? What does the body want you to do? What are the feelings that you're holding on to? How do you, how are we going to get you to release those? So we do a lot of, it's called somatic work, connecting to the body, listening to the message of the body, and then um, releasing any unresolved emotions or beliefs that are held in your cells. And when we do that, we create this space for you to now take different actions. So when you take different actions from that state of awareness, you actually create, you trigger this thing in your brain where it says, I'm taking different actions. And I also feel at home in my body. I feel calm. My nervous system is at ease. So you, you combine taking different actions and a feeling of safety towards your goal. And so you start to actually make change. Whereas people are usually trying to go from where they are to where they want to be, but in a state of like, I need to get there, I need to get there. There's a ton of resistance and the nervous system is not at ease and not able to support you as much. And that's when those beliefs, those limiting beliefs and emotions start to come up. Wow. And I love how you're demonstrating that people sometimes are just walking around with these weights that they're not even aware of. And it's sort of an unconscious 
continuation of of stacking, 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 and then as soon as you become aware of it, you can start to diagnose to a certain degree that oh wait, I'm doing that thing again. Okay, I, I don't need that. That's that's not necessary. I can let go of that, and I can free up my time and my thoughts for things that are more in line with what I'm you know, with the, with the vision that I want to live. I, I really, really love that philosophy and that, that practice. Okay. So the other one we were talking about was anxiety just in general. Um, I know we kind of touched a little bit on that, but I, if, if we can kind of get in a little bit more detail on that, what in particular are some things that you've found to, to really help people curb that anxiety just so that they can feel at peace and at ease in the moment? Mm-hmm. So anxiety arises when there is resistance to what is, right? And so that is when anxiety arises. You're thinking about something or something is occurring and you're feeling resistant toward that. And so if we, what happens is when we're having anxious thoughts, we tend to spiral into more anxious thoughts because we just follow that story into like next worst case scenario, next worst case scenario. And we keep going. I think I have done that. I do that. You know, but it's about coming back to the tools. And so I always say, if you're feeling anxiety, you need to question, stop for a moment, don't take any actions and question, what am I resisting right now? You know, what is my fear? What am I trying to control? Because those are all resistance. How can I move into surrender? And surrender doesn't mean like being apathetic and not caring. It just means I'm going to surrender to what is so that I can allow myself to breathe for a moment, center myself, and then step into the mind of the solution. Because when we're anxious, we're in the mind of the problem. And you may have heard that saying, which is when you're in the mind yes. of the problem, that you need to be in a different mind than the mind that created the problem to come up with the solution, right? I'm probably butchering that phrase, but it's when, you, you're ang- when you're anxious, you're in the mind of the problem. So you need to take a breather and surrender and notice the resistance. Take a few breaths, come back to your body, and then ask yourself from that calm and centered place, from the mind of the solution, what is it that I need to do right now? What is it that I need to know? What do I need to move toward? And it's really that simple. I think we have this tendency sometimes to overcomplicate our, our, our wellness and our journey where it's, it's all right here. It's all right here in the body. Mm. Wow. I love that. And I love your version of that quote. I think that it was great. So I, you know, <laughs> I forget what the original is myself, but I think that's, it's just spot on. We get the idea. Okay. So in essence of time, I think I'm going to shift towards the, one of my favorite, my favorite questions that I ask on the show. And it's really about uh, how you go about making decisions because it, you know, in my philosophy, big dreams are built on actions and actions are ultimately at the back of the decisions we make. And so in your life in particular, what have you found to be particularly helpful when making decisions? And this could be either from a day-to-day basis, like things on your to-do list, or when you're approaching a big life decision. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can make a decision and have tolerance to making a decision and knowing that this may not be like the most, the best decision. It might might be the most efficient and effective decision, but just doing it, just going for it and like getting it done, I think is so important because it, it adds to your sense of accomplishment and your sense of purpose. And I personally like to have like the 
then my top like one to three things that I need to get done in the day, I like to get them done first thing early in early in my day so that it's done. I already feel like I've been successful. And that just kind of helps me ride this wave for the rest of the day. Um, and then when it comes to big decisions or big projects or big things I need to get done, if it feels too big to me, I just chunk it down. I just say, okay, how do I make this? What's the this, let me break it down into all little steps and what's the next little thing I have to do to move toward where I want to go. I'm all about the nervous system. If the nervous system is unhappy, we're not going to get anywhere. So what do I need to do to reframe this thing so my nervous system can get on board? And then I can easily take the step. Mm, I love that, especially the chunking down thing. It's always something that if you have an impossible goal, once you realize that it's made of a bunch of possible steps, it no longer becomes impossible. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So Nira, let's, let's work our way towards the end of the show and I'll, 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 I'll open it up for some space where you can really uh, give yourself the permission to reflect on your life journey. And if you can pull a nugget, maybe the most powerful life lesson that you've come across, and this could either be through your own experience or from um, some advice that you've heard along your way, what would that, what would that be? Mm. It's this phrase that I've actually been sitting with a lot recently, which is it's already done. And it's knowing that whatever that goal is that I have, whatever that thing I want to move toward, is that just by me clarifying what it is and really getting in sync with it, I then make a decision to say it's already done. And I affirm to myself every day that I'm already moving towards that. And so I just, I, I live in that state now, I, not all the time, but most of the time of it's already there. Like I don't have to try. I don't have to push. I don't have to force. I'm just going to allow my life to easily sync up with what it is that I desire. And I know that that's what I'm, what's happening. It's just a knowing, you know, um, and it's a decision. And so I would like to say that that is one of my greatest lessons is that uh, you don't have to push and hustle and like, unless you like it, unless you like that part. But if you don't, if it doesn't feel good, you don't have to do that. You can just decide that it's going to be useful and know what's done. Wow, absolutely. And it's, you know, just hearing that as I'm going through a particularly um, challenging manifestation for the, you know, for my next big project, it's it's just really reassuring to have that because you're really on the edge of the unknown. And when you're there at the edge of the unknown, once you can reframe your thoughts to say that the unknown is safe, yeah. the, the things that are going to happen are actually going to be for your, for the best interest because you've already written them out in your vision, right? If you write your vision, you say, this is what's going to happen. Now I'm walking into the unknown and I can let go of my shields and just trust. Mm -hmm. that's when all the good stuff happens. Yeah. And, and it's just really, it's really powerful to hear you um, saying that phrase, because it's exactly what I needed to hear in the moment right now. And I'm sure there's some listeners who are in the same boat as we speak. Well, fantastic. So Nira, how do our, how does everyone support you? How do we stay in touch with you and, uh, and just, and just keep in touch? Yeah, I, I am the most active over on Instagram. So come on over and say hello. It's at Nira Lal. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Um, and you can find me on my website, which is niralal.com. I love 
you know, hanging out with the people that kind of cross my path. So send me a DM, say hello and stay in touch. You can also uh, connect with me. I offer clarity calls, just chat and see how we can work together. And yeah, just come on over and say hello. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Nir. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.